Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. And welcome to Invest Talk. It is Thursday, February 24th, 2022. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm always glad to be here, like answering the show, answering the questions on the Invest Talk show. So, um, if you want unbiased answers to your questions, you need to call. You need to send them in. You can send, you know, we're live right now, but when we're not live, you can still ask your question, and we really, really want you to do so. Okay, so you drive the show in the direction you want it to go. I mean, I have my opinions, and I'll talk about my the things that I want to talk about if we can get to them, but you, the caller, come first. Your questions are always top of the board, so please get those calls in. Now, of course, we, had, we are having geopolitical chaos, Russia and Ukraine. Try to remember Russia is a third-world country other than its nuclear weapons, and military, I mean, it's small. Ukraine is microscopic. When I ta- when I when I, I mention those things, just so you get a scale as how they're going to affect us here in the United States, and economically, it's not going to affect us at all. It's more important for Europe because they're reliant on Russia uh, energy, but we're not. You know, it doesn't affect us. Uh, Europe should be taking the lead, in my opinion, to address this issue. And we will, we, you know, because it's right next door to them. But, you know, of course, we will. We are the, the, a superpower, and, you know, we will do our part. But, you know, this is a pretty minor little skirmish in that area that won't affect us economically or the U.S. F- f- financially in any way. Okay? Um, so with that said, Justin Klein and I have always told you the market can be volatile and unpredictable, and we are clearly in a correction. It's taken us two months to get down to this correction mode, almost two months, and that's where we are. Uh, a very deep correction, maybe moving to a bear market for the, for the NASDAQ, because it's over 20% for the NASDAQ. But did you see how nicely it bounced today? I mean, the NASDAQ was up 436 points, people. That's huge. So obviously, obviously this Russian-Ukraine thing is not worrying the stock market too much. We're more worried about what the Fed's going to do with interest rates and what inflation is doing. That's much more important to us at this. When I say to us, I mean investors, people addressing, you know, managing financial situation. Russia's not a financial danger of any kind. really isn't. 
Okay, so volatility will persist, you know, but it also presents opportunities. You have to be ready to act. You'll want accurate performance uh, information. You want performance analysis. You want analysis of fundamentals. You want all those things, and you need them, and that's what we're here to provide. Okay, I mean, this is what we do. This is what we like doing. So, time to give me a call. You need to take care of your own financial future, and that means you need to pay attention to your 401k, IRA, any of your retirement accounts. You need to grow it and pay attention to it. Doesn't mean you freak out. Doesn't mean you, you have to manage it every second of every day. No, that's probably, that is a mistake. Okay? So, give us a call. The number never changes. Uh, so I encourage you to give us a call. Uh, 888-99-CHART is our number, 888-992-4278. We are, we are uh, live 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. That means we're live right now. So let's go to the first call. Hi, my name is Morgan from Georgetown, Texas. Calling in regards to Lumen, L-U-M-N. I know that you have suggested to buy this in the past but it took a bit of a dive due to possible short-term cut and the dividend. Just wondering if you think it's a good time to pick up more or consider getting out. Enjoy the show. Bye. Well, it is a, a very good value. Uh, it's a $9.73 stock. They're going to make $1.09 next year. What I don't like about it is it made $1.91 per share in 2021. $1.44 in 2022, and next year it's going to make $1.09. Uh, and the sales are weakening. I mean, it's weakening single digits. I don't like that. And they do have a lot of debt. Don't like that. Now, having said that, this is one of the this we do ha- own this company and one or more of our managed accounts because we do love that dividend. I mean, but the dividend, you know, uh, I am not sold on it. I know Justin Justin likes it better than I do. Uh, I just tolerate it. Let's put it that way. There's not. This is a because it's a local exchange, long distance network, broadband services company in rural communities in 37 states. So fundamentally, as a as a business, it's pretty strong. I also don't like the debt; it's carrying a lot of debt. Certain things I don't like about it. Now, the cash flow is huge. One of the things Justin really likes about it: five dollars and forty eight cents a share on a nine dollars and seventy three cent stock. That's that's pretty amazing, and the return equity is very good at eighteen percent. So it depends on what you want to focus on. If you want to buy this, it it doesn't seem to want to go below about $8.50. And it was up today. 1.4% up today. L-U-M-N, everybody. Jennifer, San Francisco, how you doing? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Thank um, you. I want to know if you still like Playboy stock. Playboy, you know, I, I don't know if you heard me yesterday, but, you know, it's one of the ones we own. We've owned it for a little while, and we ran it all the way up, and we're very happy, and then we watched it run all the way down, and we didn't do a dang thing about it. Very upsetting. <laughs> so it got up to around $50 a share. Now it's down back down to $15.72. So now we had a nice day today, up two point three four four cents. The sales of this thing are growing. For instance, the most recent quarter sales were up sixty seven percent. 
Before that, they were up 44. Before that, up 34%. Before that, 118%. Before that, it's 85%. Sales are doing very well. But they're only going to make 37 cents a share next year. Actually, this year. 37 cents on a $15 stock is, you know, that's not cheap. You know? So... But the sales growth, it's one of these companies that if you, you know, looking for sales, this is what you want. I think we're going to stick with it. We're going to stick with it. I think it'll run back up. But next time it runs up, we're probably going to take our money and run. Jennifer, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. We have good news for Talk listeners that enjoy hearing unbiased answers to caller questions at a faster pace. We have just posted an all-new February Rapid Fire Hour. It's available now as a free podcast download. So please tell your friends about the Talk Rapid Fire Podcasts. And now the Talk phone lines are open, 888-99-CHART. You've got a portfolio to grow and protect, and this is no time to lose focus. So get your finance and investment questions together and call Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. They're ready with their unbiased answers. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, my focus point today is based on the story, investors are taking billions of dollars from bond and money market funds. I find this fascinating. What are they going to do with them? Where are they going to go? So we're going to talk about that. My trivia question today, ideas to reduce your tax burden. You know, it's tax time. Oh, well, I hate talking about taxes. I hate tax time. And there, you know why I hate it? It's not because I'm paying my taxes. It's not because I'm paying it. It's because it's so confusing. I don't like not understanding what I owe because of the different business interests I have. It's very difficult to understand, and therefore, it's very difficult to estimate what taxes I need to pay, and therefore, avoid any and all penalties. I hate this. It should be simpler, somehow simpler. Anyway, that's what, what uh, I don't like about that. But well, that's our trivia question. Other topics we might be able to get to, I have bunches of them, and they're all quick little ones. I want to talk about the Russian, and, the Russian thing in inflation, what investments you might want to turn to. Uh, and I also, I wrote this early this morning. I said, prepare for a relief relief rally. Now, I didn't think the Nasdaq was going to rally midday or the market was going to turn around midday. I thought it was going to be down for the day because when I was doing this, it was down for the day. So Q4 was revised. You see that? It was revised up to 7% GDP instead of 6.9. Uh, new home sales where it came out. Cybersecurity, I want to talk about that, especially with the Russia thing. And bipartisan lawmakers are asking Europe, the EU, to lay off our companies, our tech companies. I find that interesting. And where's the most overpriced housing? Where? In the United States. Based on the com- the, the different the areas of uh, of their average price appreciation over years, what areas have appreciated the most in the last year versus their normal appreciation? It's a little bit different. Anyways, those are the things we'll get to hopefully. Today the market was up, the Dow was up 92 points, and NASDAQ up 436 points, and the S&P up 63 points. 
So you got to say it was a pretty positive day after having, what, a week and two, almost two full weeks of downward movement? I mean, with very little up. So today, I'm wondering if this is going to start the relief rally. I know the Ukraine and Russia thing is not over, and it's going to be in the news, and it might be in the news for a long time. I just don't think the West, I mean, Europe and the United States, are going to do much about it. We could. We could do it with sanctions. We don't have to have a shooting war or anything. But our sanctions are milk toast. Why? Because the only way to really hurt Russia is energy. There are oil and natural gas exports. But Europe is too dependent on it, natural gas. They don't want to cut that off. And that, but that would be the way, if you want to hurt Russia, hurt them in the pocketbook, that's the way you do it. They're a third world country. The thing they have is natural resources, oil and natural gas, and military. That's what they have. Everything else is pretty minimal. Okay? So those are things we're going to talk about. But, of course, you go first. What's on your guys' mind? Uh, just be, be ready to know that this um, Russia thing is going to last a few days. So let's swing back to Invest Talk Voice Bank right now. Call. Hey, Stephen Justin. This is uh, Pat from Boise. I was calling about Cornerstone Building Brands, ticker CNR. I got in. I got a, about an average cost of $15. Um, looks like there was some unusual activity today. It was kind of going down, you know, I'm guessing on the elevated CPI data. But a lot of the other home builders and building supply, material suppliers have been getting hammered. This one's gone up quite a bit. So I was wondering if you could provide some info on that. That's just due to options trading or what's going on. And then I did get a notice that it had been frozen on some brokerages. So if you could just provide some info on that, that'd be great. Keep up the great work. Thank you, guys. Bye. Well, I don't see real quick what drove it up sharply yesterday. And it held up pretty good today. Um, It was down 3% today. But it went from like a, a price of 18, uh, now today's at 21.72. So it jumped up yesterday, and I don't see real fast any news. So who, what kind of company is it? Cornerstone Building Brands, CNR, manufactures a portfolio of exterior residential building products in North America. And, of course, there's been, you know, the supply chain, chain issues affecting these kind of companies. This is a breakout, you know, so you want to hold on to this as long as it's broken out. Uh, before yesterday, it was it had resistance and it just broke through yesterday. So I wouldn't, I'd just hold on to it at this point. It's going to make $2.49 next year, $21.72 stock. Very good value at this point. Okay. Justin and I are grateful for your podcast support and our free downloads will continue. I want to make you aware of two other ways to find out, find more our, our more material that that we provide unbiased information, and you can do it through uh, our YouTube channel, Invest Talk YouTube channel, and Instagram following. We're building out more content on both platforms, everybody. So go to YouTube or Instagram and search Invest Talk. And now the phone lines are open: eight 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 ninety nine chart. Each day, Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? 
Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Okay, my focus point today, based on the story, investors are taking billions of dollars from bond and money market funds. Taking them out. Taking the money out. What are they doing with it? So investors pulled $134 billion from money market funds in January. The category's highest recorded monthly exodus in more than a decade. So huge amounts of money. Taxable municipal bond funds also saw monthly outflow in January for the first time since March of 2020. Now, why? Well, apparently, investors thinking that if the Fed's raising interest rates, uh, I might be able to get more money somewhere else. I think they're a bit premature on the um, on the withdrawal because I think that at least the first one or two interest rates are already built into the prices of those bonds, so they're not really going to go down much, those bond funds. Taking money out of a money market fund, what are you going to do with it? Yeah, no, you don't make money in the money market fund. What are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to buy bonds now? Or are you going to wait till the Fed gets done raising interest rates to see if you can get more yield from the bonds? So if you take them out, where'd you put it? Where'd you go with it? It's just in the savings account? Where's that money? So you took a, the record amount out. But what are you doing with the money? I, I, and they, they don't say that in this article. They only say that that looks like they're looking for more yield. But where are they putting it? Okay, now we all know that, you know, inflation is 7 plus percent. We all know the Fed's going to raise rates. So you're not, and you've net, but you haven't made money in a money market fund forever. It, we've lost money even when we were at 2 and 3 percent of inflation. Money market funds are paying less than a quarter percent. So they were always losing to inflation. Now they're just losing more to inflation because they might be paying a little bit more than a quarter percent these days, but not enough to make up for the 7% growth from 2 to 3% to 7%. It's just, I'm not sure what to do with that safe money. There's no, if you want to go safe, there's no good place to put it yet. Now, maybe if interest rates rise, you know, you can get a better return on a longer, you know, longer term corporate bond, but then you have a little bit more risk. And remember, we're talking about safe money. So where to put it? It's a difficult question. Let's go to Sid in Toronto. Hi, Sid. Hi, Steve. Good evening. Uh, thank you for taking the call. Thank you. Uh, I'm looking at the two stocks. One is the BNTX BioNTech and Moderna, both are more or less in the pharmacy mm-hmm. and looking strong in terms of the earnings, but uh-huh. they are quite down in last couple of months. So do you have any suggestions among which one okay. is better? Or Well, let's look at one of them. Let's, look, let's go ahead and look yeah. at Bio, BioNTech. That is a German company. Uh, Germany-based company that develops commercialized, personalized immunotherapies for the treatment of cancer. They make a lot of money. They make 30, they're going to make $41.20 this year, and next year, $37.33 a share. Now, in 2020, they only made $0.16. Cents. So something happened. Did they buy another company, and that's why the earnings jumped from $0.16 cents a share to $41 a share? Something happened there, um, and and uh, it might be 
something to do with Pfizer and Biotech's COVID booster recommendation. That probably might be it. I don't know. I'd have to see. I, I'd have to read uh, read up on it. But um, if they're going to make $37 a share and it's $154 stock, then it's quite low priced. But obviously, this stock got up to $400 a share. Now it's down to 154 Obviously, people are taking a lot of profits on it. And, and the sales growth is still dramatic, still dramatic. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with the company that I can see. So it depends on your time frame. Uh, if you're, if I, I would look into the earnings, why is it so much? And those earnings are those earnings going to be durable? In other words, are they going to last? Is it always going to be in the thirty, forty dollars a share? If that's the case, then this is really cheap stock. If that's kind of just because of COVID and that's it, then that's why you're probably having to sell off. That would be my guess. But I don't know that unless I, you know, I do the research on it. Sid, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Here's a fairly simple financial fact. Reducing your taxable income means you will have a smaller tax bill at the end of the year. So you got to want to reduce your taxable income if you can. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. Can you name the fine comment five common ways to lower your taxable income in 2022. I don't know if I can name five, but we'll, I'll, go, I'll go over the list. After the break, I'll supply the answer, but for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage your investment questions at 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. 
This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99Chart. Okay, I had a trivia question for you before the break. Uh, what are the what name? Can you name five common ways to lower your taxable income in 2022? Well, one of them's too late. Can't do it. But you know, for each dollar you can lower your taxable income, for each dollar, dollar you can lower that, you save a tremendous all the income tax on that that dollar. So what can you do? Well, you can enroll, enroll in an employee stock purchasing program, which, by the way, won't help you this year. It only really helps you when you sell. But many people, if you work for a public company, you many times those companies will offer the stocks at 15% discount. So that doesn't really help you going in. Number two, you contribute to a 401k or a traditional IRA, and you still can do that for last year. You can still do it for last year if you do it before April 15th. So make sure you do do that if you can. You can do the same thing with a health savings account. I think the limit there is $6,500. Check with your accountant on that. But you're limited. Of course, in your 401k and IRA, you're limited. But, you know, every dollar you put in there, you don't have to pay income tax on the, the year, the, you know, 2021. You can do it again in 2022, of course. And, of course, you get to deduct your mortgage interest rate on your house. But that's not part of these answers. Uh, uh, you can deduct student loan interests if you still have student loans. You can deduct that from your taxable income. And the only other way, you know, which we discussed before the end of the year, and that was to uh, take uh, do any tax loss selling. It's already too late for last year, but you can do tax loss selling for, for this year. But usually you don't really pay attention to that until toward the end of the year. So those are some of the ways. Bottom line, everybody, the common theme here for reducing your taxable income is to invest your money, invest it wisely, and make sure you take advantage of all tax deductions if you can. So you need to let your money grow, but you you know the less you pay taxes, the more it will grow. If you know what you owe on your taxes, if you're a salaried employee, it's pretty easy or you get a salary employee with bonuses, it's pretty easy to know what your taxes are. But try to own some businesses and do some 
you know, investing in different things. It's much more complex. Anyways, I don't like that complexity. They can make it simple, but they just don't want to. Okay, uh, you need to be prepared to buy the fear. The market moved up today from a low. Uh, if there's if the best time to buy in a market is maximum fear. Okay, out there, and I don't think we're there. I don't, you know, do we? Are we at a maximum fear? I, I don't think we're there. We might not get there. You don't always get there. Usually, you get there when you're going into a recession. The market will collapse before the recession even hits. And there is a possibility of a recession because the Fed is going to be tightening interest rates. A lot of times the Fed oversteps. And that is a fear that we have. But the market hasn't seen the fear. Market fear would be the Dow going down two, 3,000 points. That would be a fearful. That would be maybe an exhausted sell-off, and that would be a good time to buy. The new home sales were 801,000 for January. The month before was 839,000, 38,000 more houses. What the deal there? All the other housing numbers, statistics, look pretty good. Um, you know, everybody's worried about what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. I think we need to worry more about the cybersecurity and the threat Russia has in that area to the United States. That's where they threaten us, China too. But that's what we really should be focusing on, security, cybersecurity, in my opinion. And uh, bipartisan lawmakers want Biden to take a tougher stance on the EU regulators on their prosecution of U.S. tech companies. That's been going on for a while. I mean, for a number of years. This seems like, you know, our tech companies are being, our big tech, big tech are being attacked by the EU. Now, in some cases, it might be justified people. I'm not saying it's not. But, you know, I think our own government should be tougher on some of these big companies, you know, and what they're doing. So, anyways, uh, we often get investor caller questions from Minnesota. I don't know why, but I love Minnesota. So let's play one now. Hi, Stephen Justin. Mike here from Minnesota. Longtime listener. Love your show and everything. I have a question Looking at this stock um, for a long-term investment, possibly three, five years or more, the Toro Company, I believe the ticker symbol is TTC. From what I've looked at, it seems to have um, good, slow, but consistent growth, and I believe it pays a dividend that is increasing. It looks like a solid company that always is good in manufacturing and stuff and is in demand in that right now, so... I'm curious to hear what uh, your thoughts and opinions are on this company, if this would be a good purchase to have in my portfolio. Thank you for your insight. I really appreciate it. Look forward to hearing you on your podcast. Have a great day. Okay, let's take a quick look at it. Toro Company, T-O-R-O, symbol is T-T-C, manufactures turf maintenance, landscaping equipment, irrigation systems, and residential yard products. Out of Bloomington, Minnesota. It's a solid, solid company. They have grown their earnings steady even through the COVID year. They have grown their earnings. They only grew it two cents, but they still grew it. So this year they're going to make $4.59 a share. It's a $92.93 stock. So it's a pretty high PE. They've had a pretty high PE for some time. 
Their sales are growing 14, 15, 16% per quarter. Very solid. Uh, return equity is really high at 35%. Debt's not very high. Pays a 1.3% dividend. So it's a pretty strong company. Now, if it was going to get a, you know, a, um, a normal PE, it would be around a $60, $70 stock. Okay? That would be a normal PE. So would you give it a higher PE because of its steadiness and its sales growth? Probably. But I think it's fairly valued right where it is. It's not a cheap stock It's by any means. I think it's fairly valued. So if you buy here, just know that you're not buying it as a bargain, and you're only going to be at 1.3% dividend, and you're just going to hope for it to go higher. Now, just so you know, the highest, excuse me, the highest it's been is 118 bucks this year. That was uh, last year. Remember, it's $92.93, $92.93 now. Okay? Good company. When people take the time to leave an Invest Talk podcast review on iTunes, we like to thank them for the courtesy by getting to their questions quickly. So this is CarPal13. I've been listening for your for a little I've been listening to you for a little over a year and I've learned so much. I'm interested in starting to position in Etsy. Let me pull that up. E T S Y. E T S Y is the symbol. Um so I pulled that up, and because I believe the future of this of this space, I'm about 20 years old, very young person. I'm glad to think to see young people get into the market because that's really where you're going to make a lot of money. So he wants to know if he should double or dollar cost average into this. Uh, uh, could you share your insights? Okay, let's look at it. Etsy provides online and offline services which enable people to buy and sell. Handmade goods via Etsy.com. They make money. They've made money ever since 2017, and they've grown their earnings the whole time. They're going to make $4.72 in 2023 after making $3.56 a share this year. Sales growth is in the mid-teens. The last two quarters, before that, they were growing over 100% or so uh, per quarter. Uh, It's a $16 billion company. Uh, they have they have a little more debt than I'm comfortable with. Uh, they're selling at about a third, you know, four dollars Yeah, about a thirty PE, and their five year range is twenty eight to one hundred twenty four. So it's near its low on its PE range. Uh, it bounced up today after having a big hit in the morning. It looks like around a one twenty is where the support comes in. One hundred twenty dollars a share. Now that doesn't mean it's cheap. It is not. It's expensive, okay? But, you know, the sales growth is there to support that expensiveness. This would be a growth stock. And remember, I think the market's favoring value stocks over growth, but you wanted me to take a look at it, and I would think, I think it should hold about $120 a share. It should, okay? Let's see. Um, I thought it was E-T-S-Y, everybody. February is almost over. What is it, the 24th? Got only two more trading days left in the month. So I want to take a quick look and, and get, tell you a little bit about Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley, our, my firm. Uh, Justin and I manage the company and own the company. We are in Irvine, California, which is in Orange County, you know, between L.A. and San Diego County. Um, and, you know, I always remind you that we practice a, a philosophy of of, of shared success and independent thinking. 
And when I say shared in our managed accounts, I'm in each one of our managed accounts with my own money. So I'm buying and selling the same things for myself as I do for you. And we've done that for years and years and years and years. So if I lose money, I lose personally, I lose money, and I lose money for my clients, and nobody's happy about that. Nobody. But I like to be on the same side of the table as my clients. We offer unbiased opinions and guidance. Uh, we are straight shooters. We don't, you know, we'll be happy to just answer any questions. Take a, if you send us your portfolio, we'll take a look at it. We'll analyze it for you. We'll tell you how much risk you're taking or not taking and just have a discussion with you whether that's what what's your comfort level and risk and whether or not you are in that comfort level with your investments. And we won't push you. We don't try to sell you anything. That's not how we operate. If we can help you, of course, we would love to have you as a client, but that's not a necessary thing. So give us a call. We want to help you, and we will help you. Okay, next up, we will go back to Talk Voice Bank. Just hang on. Here are the directions for reaching Steve this afternoon with your question. Just call 888-99-CHART, C-H-A-R-T. Have a question about how best to get into the market? Or maybe you're feeling unsure about your current investments. That's what this is all about. This is Talk. Hey, Steve or Justin, Joe from Greenville, South Carolina. I have a question about a little bit of a different investment. Have you ever invested in peer-to-peer lending like Prosper or Lending Club? I have about four or $500 in there that I just kind of put to see how it would go, and it seems to be doing all right, but I didn't know if this is something maybe I should consider contributing monthly to with a small amount of money, or if you think it's a bad idea to have as part of your portfolio of investments. I will listen for the answer on the podcast. Thanks again for the show. You guys do a great job. Uh, No, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's a risky idea, but I don't think it's a bad idea. As long as you don't put too much into it, peer-to-peer lending, uh, and what it is is you give them money and they pay you a a yield Okay, uh, on the money you give them. And they lend the money. They lend it out. It's just a financial institution. And, of course, the riskiness is is if they lend it out and get bad loans and all those things. So it, it, it's something that, you know, you can expose yourself to, but I would be limited, limit my exposure. And I'm not opposed to it. I, I don't know enough about it to talk intelligently enough about it to give you a, a, a definitive answer. Okay. Let's make it two caller questions in a row. 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. Brad from Pensacola calling about Big Lots, B-I-G. And it has fallen 24% in the last week. And it is now at its 52-week low. So just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on Big Lots. Thanks. Well, I like what they do. Uh, They were up today you know, uh, 2.5%. But they are in a downward trend. You need to wait till the downward trend is ended. And I don't, it's not, I don't think they're there yet. I think they, they're they $34.76, big lots, everybody, symbol B-I-G, operates 1,400 discount stores in 47 states. I mean, we talked about this just the other day. Uh, they make great money. They, they, in 2021, they made $7.35. In 2022, they're going to make $5.56 and then $5.30 next year. So 
it looks like to me their growth is slowing down. And no one likes that as an investor. No one likes that. I think their growth has peaked for the time being. So until they get back on the growth or until they get to a, a stable value, mind you, this is a $34 stock. They're going to make $5.30. But they made $7 last year, $5.56 this year, and $5.30 next year. So no one likes that trend. And the sales growth the last two quarters has shrunk. It's the trend they don't like. Even though it's very inexpensive, it's a good, solid company, it pays a great dividend, which is not in danger, 3.5%, has return equity of 27%, has a lot of good things going for it. It does. But I noticed that mutual funds have been net sellers in the last year. Hmm. 100 mutual funds on a 569 number base, 100 of those sold, about, sold off. That, that's going to push the stock price down, and it has. So I think you want to wait till the stop's falling, wherever that may be. Be patient. If you own it, uh, you might be in trouble. <laughs> you got to wait. On the next Investor Author, the story behind the question, how should investors manage risks like the Ukraine war? How do you manage that? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on the next Investor Author. Tomorrow, I'm Steve Peasley. I'll be here tomorrow. I'm here right now live. 888-99-CHART. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced? Or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz. The InvestTalk phone lines are open and waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Stephen Justin. I love listening and learning on y'all's podcast. I was wondering if you guys could take a look at SIMO, S-I-M-O, that's Silicon Motion Technology Corp. Thank you. Have a good one. So you guys are still in love with growth stocks, huh? Well, okay. Silicon Motion Tech. Uh, S-I-M-O, headquarters in Taiwan, Taiwan-based company, designer of microcontrollers, universal serial bus flash drives, card readers, and other things. They're going to make, uh, they made $6.21 a share last year. It's a $73 stock. This year, they're going to make $7.83. So that's going to drive that P.E. below 10. Next year, $9.13. That's going to drive the P.E. below 8. What's the range of the P.E.? 9 to 20. So it's pretty darn inexpensive, especially for a growth stock. Uh, its sales are growing 84%, the most recent December quarter. Before that was 100%. Before that was 62%. Pays a 2.3% dividend. It's a $2.5 billion company, so it's a mid-cap company. Return equity is very healthy at 36%. This is a very strong company. So why isn't it trading more at a higher PE? Maybe because it's Taiwan and it's right next to China. Maybe that could be a reason. You know, uh, the stock has been selling off now. Um, its high was, what, $96, $97 a share, now 73 Today it had a pretty, it was, would be called a, what we call a reversal day. It went way down below 70 and reversed up to seventy three thirteen. It looks like strong support comes in the mid-60s. Strong support comes for this stock in that area. Um, I wouldn't be in a rush to buy it. 
I would wait to see if I get a better bargain. That's just what I would do. Okay. Uh, most overpriced housing markets in America. Now, how they did this is they took the historic growth rates of the various cities across the country and, found, and determined how much over the normal growth rate prices are for these houses and what cities had the highest. First one, Boise, Idaho, 76% above its normal growth rate price. Uh, Houston, Texas, 62%. Ogden, Utah, 59%. Las Vegas, 53%. Atlanta, surprise me, Atlanta surprised me, 52%. Uh, Phoenix, 52%. Spokane, Washington, that surprised me too, uh, 49%. And the last one on the list is really a big surprise until I thought of thinking about it, and that was Detroit, why? Why why was it why was it it's forty nine percent? Forty eight point three percent, I should say. Because the prices are so very low and so depressed in Detroit for a long time, decades, that it's kinda, you know, no one wants to live there. So when the prices go up on a percentage basis and over a long period of time where it hardly moved at all, maybe it only went down, now they had a price movement up. It would make a, it would be a huge percentage difference from historical movement of price, so that's where it made sense after you had to think about it for a minute. I'm a slow thinker, so you know it takes me a minute to think about these things. Eight 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 ninety nine chart eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. So we're going to find out what's going to happen with the market over the next few days, a couple weeks, because of this Russia Ukraine thing. Um, I do think for our market. It's much to do about nothing, and I don't think it's really going to affect our market. And there's no effect. I don't want to say there's no effect. I'm just saying there's going to be any long-lasting effect. It's not going to be, you know, drive us into a bear market or anything like that. Uh, I do think our market's more worried about inflation and the Fed raising rates. And that's going to be a long-term concern. Long-term. The market's also worried about the 10 two-year yield spread that has been Squeezing, squeezing, squeezing. Still healthy enough, but it's going in the wrong direction. So there's things the market is worried about other than Russia and Ukraine, which dominates the news. So you as an investor got to realize that's not the only thing you need to think about. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investor program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. Okay, we ha- we are over. We're close to forty million now. We do appreciate that. Get yours anytime, free. I- iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and if you do rate us at iTunes, we'll promise to get to any question you ask quickly. We will. So, independent thinking, share success. This is Investog. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. 
For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART. 